United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to United States of Lead, a podcast about the history of lead poisoning. This week, we conclude our interview with Elena Long, whose son Jedi was poisoned by lead, as she shares her journey and her son Jedi's journey recovering from lead poisoning. Once again, thank you to Elena for taking time out of her schedule to share her story. If you or someone you know has been affected by lead exposure and want your story shared, please email us at unitedstatesoflead at gmail.com. But for now, let's get to the conclusion of our interview with Elena Long. So now, as far as the treatment, because obviously there's the physical treatments that are needed, and then like you said, the cognitive therapy. Every day, you said, like Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. and you're not getting any government funds, if you will? Like, is there any kind of resources for you? That's one thing that is, it really blows my mind because the landlords and, you know, people who own these houses that have lead in it, they're the ones who get these government fundings, parents and, you know, the children and the families who have actually affected, do not get any type of funding for that. So the landlords, they get the funding to fix it, but then Mm -hmm. parents get left with their child being poisoned. I can't say I'm shocked because that's kind of how a lot of things are set up, but it's unacceptable. If this building can just be shut down, I would be happy. Right. He shouldn't be able to rent anymore to anyone. He should. There's babies who still live in this building. So I don't understand how that's even acceptable. And you poison a patient, you don't get a stern write up, you lose your job and maybe something even worse. If you're Mm -hmm. a landlord, it's you just hand that piece of paper that says, yeah, there might be lead paint in this place. Now, you know, seems like that the penalty would be, I feel like, easierly applied because it's so fiscally, it's just, it's all about money. So, so just find them, you know, take their license away. That seems like a big flaw. Um, yeah, there needs to be a more aggressive response to this on the behalf because, I mean, it's just, yeah. oh, yeah, well, we didn't do it. The apartment. Well, you know, if nothing comes out of, like, suing the landlord, I would just be happy if they shut that building down. 
Right. And not letting him rent to anyone anymore because who knows? Are they just going to paint over it? And if you don't clean it up right it? either, it doesn't matter. If you're not doing the proper cleaning of what's already there, I guarantee you the soil outside is. If if the paint is chipping, like you mentioned, yet you can see it on the outside, that soil is beyond the levels of toxicity. And then you're just mm-hmm. going to get it from there too. Like you said, walking in, if you're you know, outside doing gardening or just in the yard and you bring it into your house, it's going to be there, unfortunately, for whoever's there now. It's a level of frustration that, like you said, you know, you're angry at the landlord, but then, you know, you're, it's just, you have a right to just be angry at the fact that this is, it's allowed and not only allowed, but accepted. You use the word hate. And I, I mean, just hearing about this, you know, a lot of people are really frightened of that word, but it seems pretty justified. Yeah. And, you know, Jedi is going to be two next month. He's still not talking. And I just think he has so much potential and he's such a loving, sweet little boy and he gives everyone hugs and he's just so, you know, caring that I just don't understand like how this happened to him. And I just want like every day I'm like, I want him to do something new. I want, you know, him to progress every day. Yeah. And I'm waiting at the moment. Well, him having a loving mother is a big part of this too. I mean, that's huge. Have they given you a timeline on how long treatments will have to be done? Is it till you get to a certain level? So I guess they have their own goals. Each therapist has their own goals set for him. He was getting these therapies because, you know, his developmental delays and the lead poisoning. And then now we found out that he has autism. So now I guess he's going to have more therapies after these therapies. So as he gets older, he might need, you know, to go to a special school. And we don't know the long-term damage yet from this lead poisoning because he's still so young and he still has the lead poisoning now. So I guess... It's a waiting game and that's really unfair because what are we waiting for? Yeah. We don't know exactly what to expect later on in life. Some people could have seizures and Mm -hmm. I don't know what to expect. How often is he getting his blood lead levels tested? When he first got started, he was getting it every week. And then he went to every two weeks and then now it's going like every month. So the next time we get it tested is on his birthday next month. On the doctor, the pediatricians, and do they have, I mean, is it, are they just going off the standard once it's at five micrograms? It's like, okay. Yep. Which now the CDC is trying to lower to three for good reason. So then, yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, now we're, we're at there. I mean, but like you said, this is going to be a lifelong journey and something that people don't want to recognize, I feel, enough. Sounds like you have, you've put together like a plan. You have a schedule, you have and you've, you've had to cobble that together, right? What was one of the, the most important parts in your plan that you were able to, to identify first? Like, how did you start to build your support network? And especially for our listeners, what were the first like really solid things that you were able to gravitate towards and then start building off of? So I guess I'm going to try to answer this as best as I can. <laughs> Finding out he had lead poisoning and hearing from all the doctors and therapists and doing my own research online, I made a binder. And my binder is like this big. Um, I don't have it with me or I'll show you, but I basically organized everything and 
the support would be Jedi's father, my new friend that reached out because her son's had a lot of poisoning. She's been a really big support helping me understand, you know, what she went through. And then we're sharing, you know, what I've been through. And, you know, it's just been a really good support. And just knowing that Jedi is going to be getting this help and I won't stop sharing Jedi's story. You know, there has to be some kind of change. And not just in Chicago, but everywhere, there needs to be some kind of change because, you know, not enough is being done. This is not talked about enough. And people are just looking past lead poisoning. I am going to continue to share Jedi story with any and everybody, even if they don't care to listen, I will (laughs) tell them anyways, because it's really important for them to know the dangers that you don't even know about. So I'm just hoping this story and, you know, Jedi's, what he's going through doesn't happen to anyone else. Magic wand time, what would have been so much better to have in place? What do we need to help you, to help families in the future? What do politicians need to make? What would have been just better to have available on day one to help you with this? Having that disclosure prior to moving into this apartment, you know, either stating that there is lead-based paint or there can be lead-based paint, just having that disclosure of knowing that what the possibilities are that could have changed a lot, you know, that could have prevented Jedi having, you know, lead poisoning or having high levels, you know, it could have just prevented possibly us not moving in there. And, you know, we never received that. That's one of the big things that I think could have been different. Also, you know, a lot of times the easy fix and the quick fix that the city tells these owners to do is paint over it. That's not the way to do it. Because like I said, once that paint chips again, it's right back to the lead. And Or a home repair. I mean, people don't even think about that. You just do a quick repair on something and you're not looking at the layers of paint that are underneath. I'd like to look at this because I know in Minnesota and Wisconsin, you legally have to give tenants, any house built before 1974, you have to give, or actually do, maybe, I don't know if it was built before then, but you have to legally give a, a sheet of paper that says... And it, it sometimes it's not even, you know, a full sheet. It's just like this little snippet that's put mm-hmm. in there. But yeah, it should have to be highlighted more than just a normalizing. Because I think too, like in my brain, well, if it's that bad that you can't just give a sheet of paper that says this, you know, right? because then that's like normalizing it to an idea of, well, it can't be that bad if it's all they have to do is just tell me, you know? And so that's like a scary thing to me, unfortunately, too, is I believe that a lot of people do think that this isn't a crisis that it is because it's been normalized and normalizing something doesn't mean it's okay. And so I'm glad that you're out there telling your story because a lot of people just do see this as something either in the past or not that big of a deal, like some people like to claim. Um, So thank you for vocalizing and advocating. And on that note, too, are there any organizations that you think or uh, in your research that you've come across that you think need to be amplified more? No, I haven't really come across any organizations at all. For parents out there, anything that you think from your experience that to be aware of that you might not know your child has elevated levels, what would you give as, you know, your signs that you would 
want people to be aware of. Even children who seem healthy can have high lead levels. So Mm -hmm. it's very important that at the, you know, certain age, or even if you do have concerns of lead, talk to your pediatrician and have them do that blood work, because that's the only way that you're going to know. And Mm -hmm. if you don't do it, then, you know, who's to say your child has high lead levels or not. So it's very important to do the blood work. I just want every parent out there to know that it's more common than you think. Yes. Um, you know, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. You know, we didn't know there was lead in our apartment and Jedi got lead poisoned. So that's really a big thing that you can't see it. But now knowing after that he has lead poisoning, you know, the chipped paint and all that, that's, you know, nine times out of 10, that's probably lead. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know until it gets detected. Yep. And we, that's what we talked about with our last interview is we really need to move away from being a reactionary society and shift to being preventative society. Because when we are a reactionary society, unfortunately, what you're experiencing is a result of that. We just want to thank you again for taking the time to actually share your story. And we hope that this can amplify your story more because stories like yours do need to be told because like we mentioned that's the actual personal stories aren't in the news as much as just you know lead is in water and this is you know like we need to hear more people actually sharing their experience because then it makes it more real to people who maybe see this as something that is either in the past or not as big of a concern as it needs to be. I thank you guys also for, you know, helping shine a light on Jedi story. And and we will be linking the stories that you have been, that you wanted us to share new stories from Jedi story that have been in the news. And then also to, to find you on social media. So people, I know you're active on TikTok. So for people who yep. want to, you know, understand this more from your personal experience and Jedi's personal experience, I really do suggest people follow those links that will be in the episode description. Uh, I just want to highlight that, you know, your magic wand statement is something that's so easily rectified. I hope that it kind of like starts, like how easy would it be to start this conversation? We're just asking, you're not asking for huge financial compensation or prison time. You're saying, just saying like, hey, let us know. Just be a fair actor. Just be a good person. Yes. Big hearted and uh, heroic stance to take and to share. That's a great message. Thank you so much for that. Yes. I'd like to say too, going back to the, you know, reactionary society. So now the responsibility is on you as a parent and as a mother to navigate this. And somehow there isn't a responsibility on the people who own that property to have to be responsible. I can't wrap my head around that being legal, even, you know, not just ethically okay, but legally okay. We send you and your son and your family, because everybody obviously is affected by this. Lots of just, I don't even know how to describe it. We just appreciate your time and wish you the best of what can come from your experience and that his healing journey, even though it will be lifelong, will be the best that it can be from what you are given. So thank you. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. You are a very strong human being to be able to be in that role that you have to, unfortunately, that you were forced to be in.
Once again, our sincerest thanks to Elena for taking time out of her schedule to share her story and her son Jedi's journey recovering from lead poisoning. I recommend checking out Elena's TikTok, which we will have linked in the episode description where she gives updates on Jedi's journey as well as important information on lead exposure and lead poisoning. So thank you all for tuning in and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead, hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening.